Happy Wednesday. Another WeatherWise podcast is here. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our 47 ABC WeatherWise podcast. Again, we drop a brand new episode every single Wednesday. Today is Wednesday, April 28th, 2021. But April 28th, 2002 was a pretty intense day across the state of Maryland and even Virginia. And we're going to talk about a tornado that touched down and did a lot of damage. One of the strongest tornadoes ever recorded in the state of Maryland. And if you guessed it, it's the La Plata, Maryland tornado that happened on um, April 28th, 2002. Today is actually the 19 year anniversary. I am Chief Meteorologist Daniel Johnson, and today I'm alongside Meteorologist Sloan Haynes. All right, Sloan, I'm afraid to even ask you how old you were in 2002 or where you were located, but I think we need to set the stage for our viewers and talk about it because I actually have a personal story um, in regard to this actual tornado because I was in ninth grade at the time and I was tracking it. I knew this, the severe weather was expected. Mm -hmm. And we all have those personal stories, Sloan, you know, when we're kids, mm -hmm. a certain type of event gets us interested in the weather. Of course, mine was the blizzard of 1996, but this storm was so intense and I was tracking it in high school and it just, you know, furthered my fascination of severe weather and weather in general. So Sloan, do you know off the top of your head what grade you were in in 2002? Daniel, I wasn't even in a grade yet. Oh, <laughs> come on. I was four years old living in South Jersey at the time. Yeah, four years old. Wow. So this was 19 years ago, of course. And I remember covering this event the morning of. Mm -hmm. We were in a moderate risk. And I just looked back at the SPC outlooks, and it did have us in a moderate outlook um, for severe weather. And I remember tracking these storms that started in Tennessee and well mm -hmm. out to our west. And at, at the time, I was living in northern Virginia. And this storm actually tracked over my neighborhood while I was there. I remember myself, my parents, we all got in the basement and took cover. It didn't touch down in my neighborhood, but it touched down literally just a few miles to our east in mm -hmm. La Plata, Maryland. And that's where it did so much damage once it crossed the Chesapeake or the Potomac River into Maryland from Virginia. So Sloan, I believe I sent you a graphic that has the path of it from when mm -hmm. we were at least tracking the supercell. And that was all the way out in West Virginia, the far reaches yep. of West Virginia, right? Yep, and that's where um, the supercell, everybody started tracking it for um, Virginia and Maryland. It started in West Virginia, and then it crossed into Virginia where it briefly touched down. But I remember... Um, Reading a few more articles talking about, you know, with this supercell storm, there was um, funnel cloud in the air, but didn't touch down again until it reached Maryland. So after brief touchdown in Virginia, it touched back down again in uh, Maryland. Right. Yeah, I had a brief F2 tornado that touched down near I-81. So that's near the Shenandoah mm -hmm. Valley, um, well out there in western Virginia. And then it just was kind of an on and off funnel cloud, or, you know, a rotating 
uh, supercell as it tracked across northern Virginia, which is where I live. And I remember mm -hmm. when I was in ninth grade watching the news coverage of the aftermath of this tornado, I'll never yeah. forget. I'm from Dale City, Virginia, and I'll never forget the current reporter who was in La Plata, damage, or in La Plata Maryland that had so much damage. And she said live on TV that if this touched down just a few minutes before, this is what Dale City would have looked like. Complete mm -hmm. damage, everything totally destroyed. And that gave me, my heart dropped. I, I you know, so many chills across mm -hmm. my body because that's where we were. We were taking cover and it literally touched down just a few miles to the east of Dale City as it crossed the Potomac River into Maryland. So a pretty crazy storm. And yep. it was initially rated as an F5 tornado. Then they went back and reanalyzed things and determined that it was an F4. Now, of mm -hmm. course, that doesn't take away the damage that was done. It doesn't take away the lives that were lost. And we're going to get more into that. But Sloan, an, e, uh, an F5 tornado at the time was winds of 261 miles per hour or higher. But mm -hmm. they rated it as an F4 after going back with winds of 206, right? But it still did so much yep. damage. Yep, still did a lot of damage. But I was looking at, you know, we're talking about how things have changed and how we did, um, they have the enhanced Fujita scale now. And I think that's very um, interesting. It's similar to when we have um, hurricanes, we assess the damage of hurricanes after they go through an area to see how much damage they did cause. And when we say um, a category four or five hurricane is catastrophic damage, but a tornado, you don't, they go out after this to see the damage out there to help them classify now. They think about the damage and the uh, structure types in the area. So if you look, I'm looking at the image that um, you sent me, Daniel, of the damage in La Plata, where you could see on one side the tornado didn't touch down, then you see where it did touch down, and it really did level the area. And even though they did change it down to an or downgrade to an F4 after reassessing it back then, the damage cannot be undone. The lives cannot be brought back. It was still a devastating tornado. Yeah, and the and the crazy thing about it is, like I said, the old F5 scale was winds of 261 miles per hour or higher. Now. Mm -hmm. It's the enhanced Fujita scale, so an EF scale. If this tornado occurred today, it would have been an EF5. So mm -hmm. it really was a destructive tornado. In today's standards, it would have been rated an EF5, which is the strongest tornado you can record because it did have winds of 206 miles per hour. That was the, the wind speed um, that they um, measured based off the damage from this tornado. So today it would have been an EF5, but based off the standards in 2002, it was an F4. Still, one mm -hmm. of the most destructive tornadoes ever in Maryland. The strongest tornado ever in Maryland was actually on June 2nd, 1998, and that happened in Frostburg, Maryland. And that was uh, also an F4, and that had winds of 210. So it was slightly stronger, still did a lot of damage, in Frostburg. But I do want to get back to the La Plata tornado and talk about, again, where it started, mm -hmm. um, where it touched down, and talk about some of the damage and the lives that were lost, too. And Sloan, you started yeah. talking about it, that it had that brief touchdown in Western Virginia, then crossed the Potomac River, hit La Plata, right? Mm -hmm. And yep. And then after that, 
what happened? It actually came on Delmarva. Yep, it came on to Delmarva. But Daniel, I had a question because, you know, you have such a, a personal story with this tornado that moved through. Um, when we have supercell storms like that, there's other hazards um, we can get from it, such as damaging winds and hail. Was there anything like that where you were? What, or were you just able to see the storm pass over? Well, I remember seeing, you know, that hint of green. You know how people say the mm -hmm. sky gets green uh, yeah. when tornadoes happen? So it was kind of a darkish green at times, and I, that's when I said, okay, we need to get in the basement right now. It's about mm -hmm. to come across our area. So uh, we did get some hail from that system. I remember watching it um, down in the basement, out the window um, that was across the room from us, and it wasn't too large of hail. It was pea-sized hail in my area, but I did mm -hmm. pull up an article that um, talks about the hail that did occur and there were some really large hail that happened yeah. in um, parts of the area right around La Plata. There were what looks to be softball-sized hail. So luckily, nothing crazy happened in my area, but we were close. It was a close call. Um, and, you know, a scary situation in my area because, unfortunately, in Maryland, five people lost their lives from this tornado. Mm -hmm. um, three people lost their lives directly related to the tornado and i believe the two others lost their lives from medical emergencies um, such as heart attacks so mm -hmm. you know five people in total died so it was a very you know very sad day i wanted to read something from an article from the national weather service that kind of sets the stage and gives you an idea of how this thing formed where it went and i it'll take me about a minute to read it so bear with me but it really goes to show and tells mm -hmm. the story so the La Plata tornado first touched down at 6.56 p.m. south of the town of Marbury in western Charles County, Maryland. And although initial damage was minimal, the tornado intensified as it approached the town of La Plata and F3 damage occurred in two subdivisions west of town. Damage and eyewitness accounts indicate a second, weaker tornado formed a quarter of a mile south of that first tornado. Both of those tornadoes crossed La Plata between 7.02 p.m. and 7.07 p.m., causing widespread F2 to F3 damage. Destruction in one square block occurred on the east side of La Plata, which was the most severe, rated as F4. The secondary tornado dissipated while the main tornado continued moving east through Charles County. Although much of the area, although much of the area east of La Plata was rural, 100 homes, 49 businesses, and numerous barns were destroyed. Acres of dense forest were leveled. At 7.30 p.m., the tornado crossed into Calvert County, where it killed an elderly couple and destroyed an additional 10 homes and damaged another 125. It moved onto the Chesapeake Bay, just north of Calvert Cliff's nuclear power plant, as a water spout, a secondary vortex, formed a few miles on the bay. That primary mm -hmm. tornado continued into Dorchester County, right here on Delmarva, intensifying to an F3 tornado before dissipating as it approached Salisbury, Maryland. I mean, that's where we live right now, Salisbury. So to travel that far, it was on the ground so long, and that gives me chills just thinking of that, that mm -hmm. where I lived before in Dale City is where it almost initially touched down, and where I live right now, Salisbury, Maryland, is where it, it came back up into the clouds, and it was no longer a tornado. So. This was close to doing damage in Salisbury, too. I just think that's, that's incredible to look back on. Yep, and 
speaking of um, the eastern shore, Daniel, looking at the map after it did cross the um, Chesapeake Bay and made its way onto the eastern shore, there was damage. You said it throughout parts of um, eastern shore all the way down to us in Wicomico County. I mean, when it made its way near Taylor's Island, a um, barn collapsed there. Houses were destroyed. You were talking about the F3 damage we saw. But then, again, the other threats we do get with um, supercell storms, we had hail reported along its path throughout parts of the eastern shore, and tree damage was our um, was the most damage we saw trees down as we headed into uh, Wicomico County. Yeah, there was damage just south of Taylor's Island, damage um, near Quantico, Maryland, as you mentioned, in Wicomico County. Um, so we did have damage here on the eastern shore mm -hmm. from this, you know, epic tornado outbreak. And this wasn't the only tornado that touched down in the area. There were numerous uh, touchdowns. It was from mm -hmm. a tornado outbreak that had occurred a couple days before. Um, and it just continued east into our area. And, and the conditions were just perfect for severe weather. Yeah. We had warm, unstable air coming in from the south, you know, due to a warm front and a cold front approaching from the west. So we just had all the ingredients there. And unfortunately, it did so much damage. And again, it's the, you know, second strongest tornado to ever occur mm -hmm. in Maryland. But we do average several tornadoes a year, right, Sloan? It's yeah. not too rare. Yeah. So we normally average, um, you know, we we're talking about really about five to 10 tornadoes a year in Maryland. Looking at 2002, 15 tornadoes touched down. That was just above average. And I'm looking at um, the early 2000s and seeing what other times are we above average with the numbers of tornadoes that did touch down. And if we look at 2010 tornadoes for the state of Maryland, 2001, 12, up to 2004, 21. But something that I'm looking at right now is 2011, 29 tornadoes touched down. So we're not a stranger to having severe weather here um, in Maryland and actually throughout Delmarva because if you remember 2020, we had that historic tornado outbreak due to Ita ES in total for 2020, 19 tornadoes touched down then. Right, and it seems like the average of tornadoes each year is kind of going up because mm -hmm. at one point, you know, Delaware's average tornado per year was one and now it's mm -hmm. higher. And, you know, these in Maryland, it's gone up a little bit as well. So um, tornadoes really aren't that rare in this area. So we all need to have an emergency plan and know what to do in case something like this happens again, right, Sloan? So we just all need to be safe, yeah. pay attention, and just remember this storm uh, that happened mm -hmm. 19 years ago today and that it can happen again, right? Yep. And technology, Daniel, since I was four years old in 2002, has greatly changed over the years. You can stay weather aware on your smartphone, especially with us on 47ABC. Download our weather app, and we'll be sure to send you all of um, watches and warnings for severe weather. And especially if there's a tornado in the area, we always cut into programming. That's right. I'll never forget watching our local meteorologist on TV while we were taking mm -hmm. cover in our basement, watching the storm push through the area, and then watching the devastation afterwards. So that just goes to show you how important it is to Keep up to date, watch the TV, the forecast, the, your local news stations, because we will break in and let you know when a dangerous situation is ongoing. 
Well, thanks again for listening to today's podcast of WeatherWise, a look back at the La Plata tornado 19 years ago. I'm Chief Meteorologist Daniel Johnson. Have a great day. Say goodbye, Sloan. Bye, everybody. Have a great day.